It's time for the show that brings the magic right to your speakers. Ears up! Welcome, everybody. Another fine and lovely episode of Ears Up Podcast. We got Bev. We got Terrence. Hi. What up? I don't know why I keep doing that. <laughs> I got Trumpy. Yeah, uh, it's uh, my cat's name. It's been her name for a long time. So everyone relax. How old is Trumpy? She's like 13. How long 14. Usually. They can last. be like 20. Really? They can, but I think I think it's generally 14 to 18. I mean, she's okay. getting up there in age for sure. Okay. She's definitely getting up there. Uh, we have a good show for you guys today. We have Rich Hurry. And he is an animator. He's been with uh, a couple different outfits, but most recently Pixar. Yep. So we're going to chat with Rich about what exactly goes into making a CGI movie, uh, how it is working at Pixar, how it was you know, working at Pixar, and uh, just kind of all that fascinating stuff because CGI movies, I mean, obviously, doesn't need, you don't need a, a radio podcast host to tell you that CGI is very popular yes, with the kids is. these days. Go you know what I'm trying to say? see Lion King. <laughs> uh, but every time I watch one of these or movies, <laughs> or just not, um, <laughs> I want to, I, I, I'm fascinated with it. And, you know, years ago, I took like a 3D animation class. Mm-hmm. So some of this stuff, watching watching his like tutorial videos. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah, before uh, before the interview, because I'm doing my homework, um, which is just another reason for me to be stressed out during the day. <laughs> right. Um, I was like, oh yeah, this sort of like brought back a bunch of you know pulling the shapes and all that kind yeah. of stuff. So I'm pretty excited about this, and we'll get to chat with uh, Rich and ask him a couple questions about what he's doing now and mm-hmm. stuff he's worked on and how you kind of bring these uh, characters to life, these right. little 3D characters. So I'm excited awesome. about that, yeah. I'm also excited about Taryn's not here. You're excited about that as well? No, that's not why I'm excited. Oh, okay. Uh, Taryn's not here, but she will join us here in just a second. She's wrapping some stuff up. So everything is groovy right there. Um, you can find us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest. Feedback goes to Taryn at earsup-podcast.com. This is on email. Uh, show suggestions, guest suggestions. All the kind of fun stuff goes to Terrence. You can say hi. Hi. To Beth. No, you don't do fun highs anymore. Well, I, I, why not? Uh, why don't you do fun? Why aren't you I'm fun st- anymore? <laughs> well, that's a that's a great question. Yeah, um, I'm, I just didn't want to only do fun highs. I'll throw one in every now and again. Oh, okay. Because you were on a like a, a roll of change. I feel like I kind of like. You don't have a deep catalog yeah, of voices. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Was, I'm, just throwing them out there. <laughs> no, I'm just like, oh. You should just learn it in different languages, was, like like Ningbo a... or whatever it is oh, in Chinese. Yeah. Oh, the cat left. Cat left. Well, I don't blame you. I don't blame the cat. That's hurtful. Um, anything else comes to me, Jason, ears up, podcast.com. I do want to tell you right now, our Mai Tai glasses are up and live on our Etsy page. If you, They are so sick. If They're really good, right? Super sick, bro. Yes. So our friend Matt, who designed our uh, our Christmas logo, which is on our Facebook page now and all that kind of stuff, um, he and I worked on these Mai Tai glasses. It's a nice little wrap, and there's some cool little puffer fish and some cool little parrots on the thing, and of course our logo and yep. some Christmas lights, and it's very, very cool. Three-color print. I'm learning all about the print world now. Uh, but check them out. They're two for 28 or four for 50. And he, it's shipping is like, you know, depending on where you live, it, it's 8 to 15 bucks, which seems a little steep. But I, I wanted to get them 
I started late, and I wanted to get them to you guys in time for Christmas. Mm-hmm. So it's like priority mail right. with a medium-sized box. It's not, you know, it's the best I could do right now, so I apologize about that. But if you want them, get them now. Buy them now. Do not wait. This is not a thing that I'm going to stock. Yeah, it's not a stock item. No, this is definitely pre-order. Like, I haven't placed the order yet. I'm waiting to figure out how much I can order based on how much... Uh, demand there is for the glass, or right. how much how much interest is right now? Right. Um, I have to order seventy two. I'm hoping to order more. I would love to order like one hundred and forty four, and I can have more. Uh, but anyway, that's details that nobody needs to know. <laughs> Just if you want them now, like there are eighteen people apparently on that have it that have those glass packages in their carts right, right. now on Etsy. Pull the trigger. Pull the trigger. Yeah. Get in there before because if... Well, because it's going to go away and then it's not going to be available. I will literally never print this ever again. Like <laughs> like if if we do another Mai Tai glass or another thing, it'll be a different print or a different version. But this is the first. This is a collector's. It's a limited edition. Yes. It's very hyper limited. It's three colors. I will never do three colors again. It will be two colors, <laughs> maybe one color. I don't know. I don't know. We'll just see what the design holds. But high turn. Hi. But uh, anyways, I can't yeah. belabor the point enough. Buy the Mai Tai glasses. Get them now before you cannot get them before I order because that would that yeah. would honestly bum me out if I order seventy two and there's a higher demand. It's like, well, where were you two weeks ago? I need you to buy these now. Yeah. You just gotta or wait. if somebody's emailing you like, hey, I want to get the mm. this that. Yeah. Gotta, gotta wait till they go up at the uh, Van Eaton galleries. They're one of their auctions. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think they're great and. uh you know, I don't even drink solely Mai Tais out of them. They're good for anything. They're just yeah. tumblers. They're basically... It's a tumbler. It's a double old-fashioned glass is the, is the actual type of glass. Yes, please. So if you so want to just have a... Double old-fashioned. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like 13 or 15 ounces, I think, is what it is. So it's, a, it's a decent-sized glass. It's yeah. a great glass. Check them out. Buy them. They, you support the show and enables us to do you know, some of this stuff in the future if you, if you like the glasses and it performs well. We'll branch out and you know do some cool merch like that. So anyway, glasses are there. There's also a brand new shirt based on some of the glasswork art on our Etsy page. Go to our Etsy page right now. The uh, Christmas show logo is on the back, and one of the little puffer fish is on the the left breast cover with like yeah. um, um, the little funky uh, snowflakes. I don't think I've seen this. It's cute. It's cute. It hasn't been pushed over, but we have a couple new shirts on the Etsy page. That's another thing that's going to change at some point, too, uh, probably after the holidays, is I'm going to just cleave most of the shirt designs up there, and I'm just going to rotate them in and out. I'm not going to leave them all up, because I think we have too many, and I think it's sort of, uh, there's a lot. I don't have time to look for. I'm just going to, I'll do it later. It's a little overwhelming. Yeah, so after this, after the end of December, churro shirts are going away. Uh I'm sorry? They're going away. I'm sorry, what? They're going away. Uh, Turkey Lake shirts are going away. Probably oh. most of that stuff is just all going to be gone. The uh, Pirates and Mansions Skate or Die theme shirt that I have on right now, as a matter of fact, it highly uh, feels very good. Skate or Die? It's like the yeah. old skater, uh, skate, or no, it's skate and destroy is what it is. is that so skate the, or die was the a video font game. Is? Yeah, that's that's it's a skateboarding. Oh, movie. I thought it was like it is the font, but it's the skateboarding. But I, no, thing. I thought I thought your font, <laughs> I thought your font was like um, Star Wars. <laughs> Bev. The eighties, the eighties skater in you me is like it. offended you right now. Right? Right? I can see what she's saying. Yeah, I can see that. Sh- sure, let's go with sure. Let's go with okay. It looks more yeah. to me like like. Uh, Japanese or like um like, kung, does, like, kung like fu. the kanji or whatever yeah 
Yeah. Um, anyway, so that will probably be going away as well. So if you want your shirts and you want your glasses, just start ordering stuff now. I need to buy a Tesla. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> nice. He, he yeah, does. I'm we joking. Just, we talked about this. Taryn, do you have feedback at all? I do. All right, let's do some feedback. All right. Hi, ears up. Oh, this is from Taylor. Sorry. Hi, Taylor. Hi, ears up crew. I already My- said hi, Taylor. Leave me alone. My name is Taylor. I'm 20. 20- Taylor, look, I get it. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I'm 22 years old and have been listening to you guys since 2016. Oh, my God. I found you when I was looking for entertainment uh, prior to a surgery of mine and fell in love immediately. You all are easily my favorite podcast, and I listen to quite a few. Last night I was driving home from work. I was listening to an episode of yours and thinking about what I'm thankful for this holiday season. Of course, the usual things came up, friends, family, pets, etc., but I started to think outside the box about smaller things that bring me happiness. Like when I see a notification pop up on my screen that a new episode of Ears Up has been released. Oh, oh nice. I know that sounds cheesy, but I have so many no, fun man. memories of times uh, when I've listened to the podcast and laughed my head off at the silliest things. My favorite is when Jason has queued up a song to play during a segment, but accidentally started playing Iris by Goo Goo Dolls. <laughs> I don't even remember that. And Terrence immediately started singing along. Yeah. I'm not sure why, but that got me so good, and thinking about it always puts a smile on my face. Uh, why did you have Iris queued <laughs> I don't want I do remember word. that. I don't know. It's so weird. I, do, I have no idea why I would so ever weird. have that anywhere near a speaker of mine. Yeah. <laughs> It was amazing. Johnny Resnick. Um, Trent Reznor? Yes. (laughs) Same person. I've always wanted to email you and let you know how appreciated you are, but I've never had the courage to do so. Oh, man. Don't worry about it, Taylor. You are all celebrities in my eyes. (laughs) Oh. We really are not celebrities, but that is so nice of you. Yeah. So I basically just wanted to say thank you all for your hard work over these past several years and putting a smile on my face and many others. You are all very appreciated by many. Taylor. P.S. I was in Disneyland recently, and the first day we were there, my boyfriend proposed to me. Oh. I should have known it would be a good day because just. Taryn's tearing up, by the way. I can't even, like, think about proposals without tearing. (laughs) Like, literally, she's tearing up right now because she read the word proposal. (laughs) She got proposal. There are also photos. They're really cute. (laughs) All right. Anyway. Uh, I should have known it was going to be a good day because just a few hours earlier, I saw a guy walking around in an ears up churro shirt. Oh, nice. Hopefully it was an ears up one. (laughs) (laughs) You guys were my good omen. Here are some pictures. Oh, yeah. Right by the uh, the old Christmas tree. Yeah. That's beautiful. Looks like downtown Downtown Disney. Downtown Disney, yeah. Yeah. It's beautiful. Oh, oh, she's crying. She's got the legit. crying photo. That is a legit cry. And homie, yeah. and homie's like still on one knee. She's on both knees, I think, because she just can't even stand up. And he's like leaning on the thing. <laughs> he looks really proud that she's crying. Yeah, and so he's hard. just and he's just like posing, like hamming for the camera. And she's like, it's like Step Brothers when it's so cute. It's great. It's so funny. It looks like she has an emerald ring too. Oh, that's beautiful. So do I. That's true. That's oh, that's nice. wonderful. That's well, so yeah. congratulations, Taylor. That's nice. Yeah, and thank you for all of those very nice words. Yeah. What just happened? Ta- I don't know. <laughs> screen just I think off, it just yeah. unplugged. Yeah, oh, it's back. Go. Okay. Go. I got you, Taryn. Don't thank worry about you. it. Uh, okay, you already know how to support the show. Don't worry about it. Uh, <laughs> Patreon.com uh, slash ears up, of course. Christmas show, December 14th. We're doing all that. We're doing three so hours excited. here. Two hours uh, secret show. Yes, Taryn. I was just going to say Patreon is getting a little bit extra coming up soon. Getting a, a, a Terrence Thinks type show. That's correct. 
We are doing that for sure. Well, why don't you keep talking about it? Um, I had it here, but... Uh, oh, okay. I'm yeah. sorry. No, no. Go ahead. Um, yeah. So if you're a Patreon supporter of any level, I believe... Uh, mm-hmm. It'll be any level. Yeah. Any so even level. at the $2 or whatever. Yeah. Uh, I'm doing uh, a solo show, a solo video show where I talk about things that I Google throughout a month. Um, it's good. It's weird. <laughs> no, it's it's good. It's informative. I want it to be informative and somewhat funny and um, give you a little bit of insight not only into my psyche but my life and <laughs> and yeah. what happens and why I Google so much. And I, th- I think you yeah. guys might enjoy it. It was very good. It Thank really you. was. Awesome. Okay. Well, I'll tell you what. I'm going to save all the other stuff for later. We're just going to get Rich on the phone here now. Um, it's a new program and I don't understand it. So we'll we'll figure it out. Let's see if we did this right. You are using computer audio. <laughs> computer audio. <laughs> That's right. Rich, how's it going, man? Well, good. How are you? Not too bad. Thanks for joining us. No problem at all. How's that Tesla launch going? Oh, I, it doesn't start till eight. So, uh, <laughs> see, I, it's funny because right when we started the show, uh, I look at my email real fast because I'm insane, and <laughs> I got an update from Tesla that says, "Get ready, live stream Cybertruck unveil." And I'm like, "Wait a minute, <laughs> how did that happen?" <laughs> so the uh, the FBI agent in my computer is listening. The universe knows that you need a Tesla. That's right. See, Taryn? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Even the universe knows. <laughs> yeah. Even right. if something as weird as the universe knows. Just tell our bank account. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Rich, anyway, man, I, I really appreciate you you taking the time to come and, and talk to us. If, if you want to do me a favor and just sort of explain uh, what it is you do here. Uh, okay. Well, uh, what I am currently doing is yeah. teaching people how to... Um, character rig the way that I rigged characters when I worked at Pixar and before Pixar. So I guess if we want to, that's what I'm doing right this second. What, <laughs> what have I done? What do I, what yeah. do, I do? Yeah. Is that I'm a, I'm a character TD, which means that I prepare characters for animation. My, my job is to take designs from a designer, a 2D drawing, a real sculpture, then represent that sculpture in the computer in a, in a 3D way um, and then put the controls into it so that animators can actually animate it. So it's like digital puppetry. I model the puppet, I tie the strings to the puppet, and then I hand it off to an animator, and the animator makes it act. Wow. Wow. That's pretty awesome, man. So you provide <laughs> the tools for the animator. So you, so all the the joints and the eye movement and all that kind of stuff, do you, you, you put little... Uh, you, you, you make the ability for an eyeball to move... And then that gives the animator the range to move it any way they want. Right. Okay. Uh, and, and it's actually a big um, – it's, it's much blurrier than just that. It's not like I create <laughs> sure. control and animators animate control. Yeah. When you're working at a place like Pixar, it's, it's super collaborative. So what you end up doing is you're working with the animator and the art director all at the same time. So, and it's just your responsibility kind of goes up and down depending on where you are in the process. So – um, you know, early on, most of the time, it's it's the art director, the artist, and and the rigging TD that that bring the shape. You know, get the get the model and the puppet looking right. The animator's still there, giving input, and and it's kind of collaborating. And then as as you kind of transition from there, then you start putting the controls, and then the animator comes alongside and starts testing and and saying, okay, can I get can I get the expressions out of this character? Can I can I get the movement that I need? Can can I make the puppet act the way I need to? 
And then you work with them back and forth to tune that eye control to make sure that when, you know, you, you, you wing a control to, to close that it's squinting right and you're getting the right shape movement. And then when you put five of those controls together, are you still getting an appealing shape and you, and you work through that together? And then eventually the, the rigging TD sort of kind of finishes their job while the animator then makes, you know, makes things happen. And then, you know, depending on the production, if there's a little problem, you, re- you reach a shot where something isn't quite working right, you can go in and fix it for just that shot or okay. together. But So that's all pre sort of pre-production is where you're mostly involved in? Yeah. Usually okay. the character TDs are before shot work gets done. Yeah. Okay. What does TD stand for? Touchdown. Technical director. Ah, yeah. Gotcha. Sorry. No, that's okay. <laughs> it's like a military guy talking, throwing out acronyms, you know? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've played enough Call of Duty, so I would understand those. That's um, right. There you go. But, you know, the for the lay person. I, yeah, play, yeah, I play a lot yeah. of Madden. I was thinking touchdowns. What are you talking <laughs> yeah. about, dude? I'm the, I'm the lead touchdown maker. Okay. I make Makes all sense. the touchdowns. Yeah. Right. Joe Montana. There you go. Yeah. So how did you, how did you get involved with, computer animation and if i please correct me if i use any wrong terms like i don't know if computer animation is a a decent umbrella term for what you're doing but computer graphics tends to kind of encompass all of it Uh, computer animation is where i ended up um in my career you know working with animated features but um sure i can give you my the 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 forty thousand foot view so yeah um i was you know, uh, my brothers and I used to, you know, mess around with a video camera back in the day, you know, back when you were, you would try to do like single frame recording on those big VHS, like monster mm-hmm. camcorder things. Yeah. And you could never get a single frame anyway. Um, <laughs> so we did a bunch of that stuff. And um, I also um, really got into, um, I would say anime is probably too strong a word. It was the Robotech stuff when I was younger. Oh, so yeah. I would. I was into, you know, cartoons and animation and I was trying to do that myself and I was really interested in film. So I kind of geared myself toward going um, into film school. That was, that's what I thought I wanted. Um, so I, you know, get into college and I've got amazing grades, you know, and I go to Florida state to, uh, to get to, to go get into the film program and I get turned down. Oh, <laughs> oh <no>. man. <laughs> right? So I, I got, I was very, I was very angry. Well, I, I was, I was young, and I, I just basically, you know, left. So I, I came back to Orlando and went to UCF, and I, I switched my major to film and uh, television or something. And I, you know, I wasn't, <laughs> happy, but, but I was, but I was interested in, um, I was interested in com- computer animation at the time. It was really new. Like, you know, I'm old, so you know, this is ninety two ninety three. It was a very, very new thing at that point. I was like, it was exciting and I was interested in it. So I reached out to somebody who I knew was doing animation for Nickelodeon at Universal Studios in Orlando. And um, he's like, well, I don't really do internships because that's what I asked him. Because Terrence, I have no fear. (laughs) Like, hey, can I go do this? I I don't mind. I'll talk to anybody. So I called this guy up out of the blue and like, hey, I want to be your intern. He's like, well, I don't really do that. but he said, I, I teach a class um, in this little strip mall off in, you know, BFE somewhere in, in Orlando. So I show up there and I, I step into the class and he's playing animation back on his computer. And at the time, that was com- I'd never seen anything like that before. And I was like, well, I know what I'm doing for the rest of my life. Nice. Pretty much like that wow. moment. And so I convinced uh, my boss at the time, uh, my dad, to, uh, <laughs> to buy a computer so that we could take video um, to print because it was a print pre-press shop that I was working at. Um, but I knew that computer also had a 3d animation tool on it. 
So I was like, I was certainly was being honest with him. We did do video to print, but it also gave me this opportunity to use this computer to, to play around with animation. Wow. Smart dude. Right. So I worked, um, I worked an eight to 10 hour day doing print prepress. And then I would quit go in the back and I'd spend another eight hours. And that wasn't, isn't it nice to be 20, 21? So I'd work 16 hour days and I would just, I would start playing around the computer and learning all these things that, uh, Grant Boucher was the, was the guy's name that was teaching me at the time. And so, I mean, I'm getting, I'm doing this and figuring out and I put a demo reel together and, um, I'm, there's, uh, there's this company that's hiring doing computer graphic stuff. And I said, all right, well, I'll put my demo reel in. And I got offered a job. Oh. And uh, so I'm in, I'm in school and I'm angry and I'm not doing what I want to do. And I'm 20 years old and I get offered a job in 95 to make $40,000 a year Jeez. being in computer yeah. graphics. I said, bye school. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> I was like, here, this is it, you know? And then that turned into, and I'm giving you guys the, I guess I'm at 20,000 feet now. A little short. I'm giving you more uh, information. But, That's all right. I love it. Yeah. You know, and then. Uh, some of the guys I was working with there, uh, one of which, uh, John Eric Mosler, was the best man at my wedding, and we are still friends today. Um, he uh, he and I, basically, we worked at this company, and it just totally fell apart. They just completely, it was mismanaged. It was a complete travesty. Um, but they had these really big clients working on these projects. And <laughs> right when, you know, things are on fire and everything, the ship's sinking, the clients go, you know, if you were to start a company... I'm going to guess that there might be work for another company local. Just, oh, you know, just saying. Yeah. So <laughs> okay. we stop, start our own business. And there's three of us. We're 22 years old and we get a million dollar contract. No. <laughs> wow. wow. What? So, for for so a, a self-taught guy in the back of his dad's print shop, essentially. That's amazing. Yeah. So, so this is sort of like, okay. And now... The, the and I'll explain the downside of this path. Yeah, as we get to the end Please of the story, do. but it was it was great. It was a crash course in how to run a business. And uh, John Eric's dad and and my dad were really inf- influential in like you know <laughs> the adults in the room of yeah you got to pay your taxes guys you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> how do how do you do these things as far as running a business? But at one point and we did that for about five years, and at one point we had like thirty employees. Right? So this wow. is like complete wackiness. But what happened there was. That over that five year period, the the industry sort of changes or changed, and uh, and the work was changing. So we were doing more web development stuff, this and that, and and I personally was like, you know, I didn't get into this to to make web pages. You know, right. I, I really wanted to make movies. That's that was my goal all along. Mm. So you know, in that period is when uh, Kelly, my wife, and I met and and started dating, and then we got married, and and I was like, you know, I'm I really think that I want to move out to California and I want to go try to get into movies, you know? And, and she's like, I love California. Let's go. <laughs> so, <laughs> wow. So it, it worked out where I got a job offer at a software company in San Francisco and uh, Kelly and I were married for exactly one month. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and then we, we just upped and moved to Beverly, so to speak, you know? Ah, okay. <laughs> I thought that was... <laughs> li- the, the younger listeners are going to have no idea what that means. No. Moved yeah. to San Francisco. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I worked in the software company, and it was making the 3D software that I had gotten proficient at. And they wanted me to be... To build um, training and education for studios, to go in and teach studios how to use the software. And I was like, well, if I do that, and I'm going to all these studios, that one of them might actually hire me if I position myself right. So that was kind of my whole goal 
is to Trojan horse my way into the film industry through the software company. Um, and they're all really good dudes. We did that. I think I did that for about 18, almost, almost two years. So 18 months, 24 months. And sure enough, I got a, I got a job offer to work on the matrix sequels nice. at ESC as a modeler. So I was able to then go and get into the film biz. And so the matrix reloaded and, um, revolutions, which aren't really great movies, are my first. <laughs> they are not. I wasn't going to say that, but <laughs> it's okay. Well, you learn you learn really early that as an effects artist, you do have no control of the story. <laughs> <You're right>. <laughs> <laughs> like, you, you, it you had know, great you, effects, though. <laughs> oh, yeah, like, like really pretty, but oh. Yeah. Um, and so you know, I did that for about two years. There was some there was some pretty hard um, politics there that that uh, that I didn't enjoy. So. Um, Near the end there, um, we had our, our first child. We had my son, Parker, and I got offered a bunch of freelance work. And so I was like, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave and do this freelance thing. That was an interesting 18 months uh, to the point where we got our car repossessed. Oh, bro. We, like, this was a lesson in trying. I, I basically tried to create a virtual production studio where I would put a bunch of people together to work on projects. And I just couldn't handle the swings. It was a little early. We didn't have, we didn't have Zoom. You know, there was none of these. It was, it was really hard to do this and try to manage both the production, the coordination, and doing the work and dealing with clients. I just, just couldn't swing it. So I ended yeah. up kind of going, all right, this isn't working. And um, I got, I, I have a buddy that used to work or worked at ESC. Was an animator, uh, Lyndon Barois. And he was down in L.A. working at Rhythm and Hughes. He's like, hey, man, why don't you come down, you know, and just kind of hang out with the guys and say hi. So I'm like, well, OK. You know, and this is before I'd made the decision to like say, all right, I got to I got to stop the freelance thing. It's not working for me. Mm. But I went down there and, and it turned into this like impromptu interview, which I was completely unprepared for. Like I had no idea. Uh, <laughs> three of these guys, they bring me into this room and they're like, all right, talk, look, you know, tell us about you and, and rigging. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, OK. So, yeah. you know, I go in and we start talking about this and that and uh one of one of the actually a few of those guys I still know really well, uh, Joe Mansevich and um, uh, a couple other guys were in there, and uh, they were like, "All right, so try try to solve. You know, how would you solve this problem?" And it was it was a problem of how how would you make a ball roll on on the ground? It was really interesting. It was sort of like a math problem, and I looked at him and I I pulled out the whiteboard and I said, "Well, you know, I would do it like this," and I kind of sketched it out. <laughs> he sits there and he looks at me and he goes, "You're the only person to have solved that problem." <laughs> and I was like, "Nice." Well, then I guess this went well then. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay. So it was just sort of left at that. It was like three months later that I get a call and they're working on Narnia, the Chronicles of Narnia. Mm-hmm. And they're nice. like, hey, how about you come down, come down, come to LA and, and, and come work for us. And at that point, you know, we've just gotten off the car repossession and the <laughs> not dealing with money very well. Okay. And, Kelly's six months pregnant with my daughter at the time. Oh, man. And, oh. and I'm like, so I think we're going to move to L.A. <laughs> and now, <laughs> what, what's interesting about that particular part of the journey is that a good friend of mine, Jason Bickerstaff, who was working at Pixar at the time and had been there for like seven or eight years, I, I had a, I'd kind of come to realize that that was my goal place. Okay. I was like, you know, I, I got to go see them when they were in Port Richmond before they moved to the new campus in Emeryville. And um, I just loved the attention, the detail and the quality and the, and everything else. And I was like, you know, this, I want, this is where I want to be, but I didn't feel I was ready yet. Like I, I looked at that and I went, if I was to apply right now, you know, I don't think I can produce work at the level the Pixar's producing it. Right. Um, so I, you know, I, I wasn't quite ready, but going into the, um, 
Rhythm and Hughes job offer, I felt I was. Or at least I was closer. And I'm like, so Jason, are you hiring, you know, are you guys hiring? And he's like, no, we're not. I'm like, are you sure? Because, you know, <laughs> this is this is where I really want to work. And he's like, sorry, man, you know, we're, we're just not hiring right now. I'm like, okay. Um, so I take the job down to LA and I tell Kelly, I'm like, I think that if I do this and it increases my skill, there's a chance that we can then come back up here and I can work at Pixar someday. And I said, that's, that's kind of my goal. So we go down to Rhythm and Hughes and my pregnant wife and this move and it was stressful and LA sucks. LA and sucks, <laughs> dude. Yeah. It's like we didn't like it. Um, I will say this. I love the people and I love the energy. I did not love the place. It does have a good energy, yes, and the people are a part of that energy, uh, good or bad or otherwise. But yeah, the 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 atmosphere in LA kind of sucks. It's, it's just like weird. Wet if, if I was yeah. a single man and, and uh, young and whatever in my 20s, maybe they would have been more interesting. But, mm. uh, you know, with one kid and then a new baby and married, I just I didn't like it. So yeah. anyway, uh, fast forward 10 months mm. and Jason goes, hey, by the way, Pixar's hiring. I'm like, you're <gasps> kidding me, right? <laughs> <laughs> I just moved my whole family down to L.A. Right. Uh, right. So you go, okay, all right. Uh, so I, you know, I put together my demo reel. We work through this stuff. We figure it out. And, and you know, Narnia is wrapping up. And I get told pretty clearly that, that Rhythm and Hughes didn't really have any big job coming up after that. So there was a good chance that um, there were going to be layoffs. And that's mm. the way it is in L.A., right? Binge and purge yeah. with these guys. Yeah. So I was like, okay, all right, well, you know, then I really do need to start looking. So I, um, I, I, I applied to Pixar. And like, I don't hear anything back for like almost two months. And, you're, and I'm like, Jason, what's up? You know? And, and he's like, oh, we're just, we work slow. We're moving through things. And I'm like, okay, well, I can't wait anymore. Cause if I'm going to let let go, I need to get a job. So I kind of put reels out to all these other places. And I got like six job offers. I'm like, wow. Wow. Oh, okay. Well, and we'll get into this care. Being a character TD is actually a, a, a really desirable position that most people don't, don't want to do. Hmm. Um, so it's it actually it, you do if you if you reach a certain level as a character D, it's good it's a good way to get a job. Um, I didn't know it at the time. I was just it's just what I love to do. It's but, what you like doing, yeah, yeah. Um, but most people don't. Um, so anyway, we'll, we'll get into that. So okay, hear these offers, and I'm like, Jason, you gotta let me know what's going on, man. I'm I've got I, I can push off and hold these guys off because I Pixar's where I want to go, and they finally you know it's kind of pushing through stuff, and and as as you know, we talked to. You know, the Pixar guy, I finally get some responses back. I, I got whittled down to like, there's like three of us that were going to come up for an interview and stuff. I interviewed at a place called Circle 7. Do you guys know who that is or what that is? No. 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 Ready? Ready? Yeah. yeah. So before Pixar and Disney merged, um, you know, there was a spat between Disney and Pixar and all of the rights for the, the Pixar movies were owned by Disney. So that means that Disney could make sequels with the Pixar characters without Pixar. That okay. was the oh, wow. way it okay. was structured. Okay, that sounds so, like Disney. <laughs> right. So they spun up a division to make Toy Story 3. Oh. And other and other, you know, Pixar properties. Okay. Um in, at, at a company called Circle 7. So I I walk into this place and I'm like I'm seeing photocopies of Buzz Lightyear's face <laughs> at different poses oh, from the movie man. up on the walls and stuff and I'm like <laughs> This is crazy, oh, you know, goodness. and but, but the problem was they offered, they had the best offer, like from the amount of hours, overtime, benefits, everything. And I'm like, oh man, this is, you got it. This is not good. What do you so, do? So, you know, I, I'm, I, I'm talking to the recruiter, um, 
you know, at Pixar. And I'm like, please, 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 please. I said, I, and I was explaining, I shared all of the, the offers that I had gotten that were really high. And I said, look, I don't expect you to pay me that much. I, you know, I'm talking to Pixar. I'm like, it needs to be reasonable because I got a family, but I'm just letting you know, this is what's happening. And please, please, please. I don't want to work at circle seven. Um, and uh, then I go up for an interview and the interview process at Pixar is pretty brutal. It was, uh, it was an all day interview with 10 different people at five different times. Oh my gosh, that sounds horrible. (laughs) My lord. So you're basically interviewing people that all have the same question and the same questions, but they're asking them in different ways. Yeah. And what what you basically figured out or what I did is at that point that my talent wasn't the issue. It was, did I fit? Did I fit the culture? Did Ah. I, was I going to be somebody that was going to work with them. Sure. So there was one position and there was three of us that were, were, were doing it, um, that were interviewing. So did all that. And you know, it's, it's a whirlwind and it's crazy. Come back down, um, you know, back in LA for a little bit and I'm, I'm still kind of holding everybody at bay. And I told, I told everybody, Hey, look, I'm waiting to hear back from Pixar before I make a decision. I was very honest with all of these companies. Um, and, uh, Finally, I get a phone call. I forget where we were, but Kelly and I were in the car. And uh, Robin, who was the recruiter, um, calls me. I get the phone. I'm like, oh, man, this is Pixar. And they, and they were like, uh, so I just want to let you know that you didn't get the job. And I was like, you know, oh, you're, you're just heartbreak, right? And he go, she goes, but everybody liked you so much that we're opening up a new position and we're going to hire you anyway. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Wow. So you did pretty like, good. I'm like, what are you doing to me? And she goes, oh, I, this job, I have very few opportunities to really have fun with people. And this is what I get to do. <laughs> oh, wow. my goodness. <laughs> so, you know, that was that was great. And then, you know, we pack up and, and move back up uh, to the Bay Area. And uh, and then, yeah, I worked there for 13 years. And uh, I Jeez. just I just left a year ago. Um, OK, so. That's I, I, I mean, there's, of course, 13 years worth of things to talk about. But uh, that's the path that I went from college dropout to character TD at Pixar. <laughs> My Lord. Th- to not even just so just character TD, right? Like they made a position for you because yeah. that's not only how good you were at your job, but how well you fit in with the culture. Yeah. And that is, I think, something that that in case there is anybody out there listening to this that wants to do this, it's not just your work. It's how well you interface with everybody else yeah. also. Yeah, competence means a lot, but, but character and culture and chemistry means a lot as well. Yeah. That's pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah. There, it, you know, you learn that the hard way, right, when you deal with people who've got a lot of talent but have terrible people skills, and you go, I don't want to yep. work with this person, exactly. you know? <laughs> <laughs> so it was a very, it's a very protected thing, the culture there. They're very cognizant of, of bringing people in that are going to fit the, the vibe and well, and everything. Yeah, so. and I, I imagine because it's it's a high stress thing. Not that I've ever done it, but I you know a, a little bit about film and whatever, and and just working in a creative environment, it's it it's a high pressure, high intensity environment, especially if you're under uh, um, a uh, a deadline. Um, you know, Terrence and I we were able to to get a tour of Pixar a couple months back. And, oh, great. and we couldn't go into certain areas. Actually, I think the tour was cut in half almost because every, all the animators and everything, were, were, they were under a deadline. So it was a, a hard no tours in this section for the entire week kind of thing. Right. I would imagine you, you need to have people that can handle an interview experience like you had to sort of help to see if, if, if they're going to crack under pressure. I think it's really what it is, right? Like 
that's part I'm, of it. I'm sure that's part of it. Um, you know, but everybody, everybody at Pixar is a, an overachiever by nature, right? <laughs> all right. And uh, and everybody wants to do the best work all the time, and everybody wants to try to reinvent and try new things and whatever. It's just kind of part of the culture, and I think that you, for sure you got to be able to handle pressure, but but also there that mindset of of always kind of pushing for more is is a real part of the of the ethos there. Um, so yeah, I mean, it was good and, and it was, it's funny. I kind of was used to being in a place and there's, there's always like two or three people that are sort of like, you know, the people, right. They're the ones you go ask questions to. They're the ones that are getting the work done. They're the, they're, they're, they're the, you know, the, the, the aces. And I, I, I would say, you know, a lot of times I was one of those people. I felt you go to Pixar and you go, <laughs> everybody's better than you. Oh. Every single person is the, a genius in what they do, and it's better than you in every way. Oh, <laughs> That's no. how I felt. It was oh, like, no. you know, the the and you realize they're gonna make you better because everybody's working toward the same goal. You know, it. it but it, it's a little intimidating at first. Um, and but because they picked the right kind of people, there was very little ego involved. Everybody was there to help you and pick you up and help you through things and. And uh, so it was uh, it was easier to work at those kind of pressures. It was easier to fight for these deadlines and try things and take risks because you, you knew everybody there kind of had your back. So, yeah, a support group is always going to help you kind of push through the pressure cooker. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But honestly, I worked in places that were much more pressure and, and, mm. and you know, much tougher work life balance wise than Pixar. Pixar is great. Pixar is the show. Right. That's yeah. The big leagues. It, you don't you oh, really yeah. don't get much better than that place when it comes to work life balance, quality of the work you're working on, hmm. technology that you're pushing. It pretty much is the, the pinnacle, in my opinion, of, are, of the workplace when it comes to computer graphics. Are they is it fair to say that Pixar is sort of pushing the development of new technologies in order to sort of, you know, a rising tide lifts all boats kind of thing? Or is it is the work they do internal on their on their uh, what is it a design, not a design engine but um, what is it called it isn't called an engine the the software that you guys are using you don't know what you're talking I don't know about. what I'm talking about man I'm like I'm here's I what I'm doing just laughed at you <laughs> yeah literally I'm I'm mix I'm mixing my like I'm mixing my video game the the the, the, the tiny bit of information that I know about video games yeah. and the, the it's all even good. I'll, I'll tinier you vision I'll, of I'll, I'll help you through this please do oh, hold hey, my Rich. hand Rich hold my hand <laughs> so help me um I'm Pixar has its own um development um team so there's a there's literally a, a a programming division there and so the animation rigging simulation rendering a lot of these um p- parts of the pipeline are all internal pixar only products okay so for instance presto is the rigging animation tool they use there it is not commercially available so the um there's a lot of custom coding and development and tools that get created just for pixar you know, by Pixar. Mm-hmm. Now there's off the shelf tools that they'll use too. So there's always a combination of, of commercial products that get in and adapted to the pipeline. And that, pi- that word pipeline is actually a big deal in any of these companies. Okay. So, you know, how do how do you, you know, start the beginning of the process and get all the way out to the end, you know? And um, so to kind of answer your question, there is certainly contributions that Pixar has made to the general computer graphics early on. I mean, especially a lot of the core parts of what we are using as tools to make, you know, 
3D animation possible was developed by the people at Pixar. Not everything, yeah. but a, quite a bit of it. Um, but you know, they they also have a lot of proprietary stuff that's only used for Pixar and Pixar projects. Okay, so it's it's kind of a mix between kind of what you were saying. So, um, so I was right. You think about that's the all I'm hearing. Of pe- Sorry, no. Sergeant. I'm, I'm I'm right. That's all I'm hearing. I'm just that I'm right. Yeah, part of it. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, Shut up. But they don't. It's not an open source thing, so it's not like the development on Presto then gets given out to the world. Right. Um, okay. At this point, only Disney companies have access to yeah to the Presto product. Okay. And okay, got it. Okay. I'm still Are focusing. On, yeah. I'm 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 there. I'm there. I'm still <laughs> focusing on the the a game engine. I don't know why I need to like Well, a game engine is a is a really at, at its essence is a way of rendering, right? So yeah. a game engine says I'm going to take these these assets and I'm going to render them in real time. In re- okay. And God. then things are animated either procedurally or hand animated and you play it back. So with um an interactive environment, um it's it's really that engine is really just a rendering engine mm-hmm. with you know where you can dynamically change what's being rendered. Um, and Pixar doesn't really do any of that interactive stuff. Um, a little bit. There's getting they're getting more into the AR VR type type things now. There's definitely some more testing in that. But generally, all of the games that are made, the the Pixar based games, Disney based games, are now all third party companies, and then Pixar just contracts them to do that work. The okay. rendering engine that they use for final frames, getting the final images up on screen, is RenderMan. <laughs> okay. Okay, got it. Um, I, oh, I got I technical get, there. Sorry, yeah, I, got, oh, wow. I, got all, I got it all there. <laughs> My That's eyes cool. crossed for a minute there. I think we're <laughs> sorry, okay sorry. We're good, get, we can go get into other things. No, it's fine. It's fine. Um, let's talk a, a little bit about some of the work that you've done on, um, you know, like Car City. Like I was looking at your your demo reel. One of the things that uh, Terrence sent me and um, Cars Three, for example. There's there's a, a, a big race scene and there's a crash. And mm-hmm. especially in the context of this conversation, and I, 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 a long time ago, I wanted to be in, in computer animation. I took a, a class, and it was terrible. It went terrible. I had a headache for two days afterwards. I, couldn't, I, couldn't fi- I feel like just my, one class, just one class. <laughs> well, just one. And class. I can't remember the software it was used, but literally, I, I signed up. It's like three hundred bucks. <laughs> And it was like the guy goes, oh, well, we just got the new update for the software, the new release for the software, so we're going to be using that. And the guy had no idea what he was doing. And I'm, so I'm sitting there. I took a, like a ball, and I'm just pulling a, a stretch of a ball back and forth going, I paid a lot of money to rotate it and just <laughs> turn it into a cone. It was terrible. But um, So whenever I watch these movies, I sort of think back to that experience and just kind of – it's hard for me to – to just stay in the moment 100% because I'm thinking about all the technical aspects that must have gone on. Not that I know them clearly. I don't even know what I'm talking about. But the work that people like you are doing on these kinds of things, and it's it's very much this sort of push and pull between these these realities that you guys have, have set up. But for like the, the crash sequence in Cars 3, how do you – how do you set rigging points for that or is it do you have do you have a car that's rigged and is it is there a different uh i imagine there's like settings where you can move between different different rigs for different scenes or is it here's all the points that are possibly going to move and the animators can deal with it all right so let's break this down so <laughs> if, we, if we sorry man we, no, a, it's, it's all good question. it's all good okay. it's uh it's it's trying to break it down so it makes sense so yeah you know, when you look at a shot like the um, that 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 race scene mm-hmm. in Cars Three, so I worked on RV. That was my the character that I built. So I 
modeled and rigged that character. I made sure that there were controls to be able to move the car up and down. And I got to say this with cars, there was a, um, a technical effort for the driving system so that animators could just drag the, you know, the car and it, the wheels would do the right thing and all that. And that, mm. that was already done for me. So really it was just adding the extra bits, um, the face and doing things like that. So it worked right. Hmm. And then you've got another, another TD that will come in and deal with the shading. So they'll make sure the graphics look right and that, you know, parts look like metal and parts look like tires and everything else, right? That's their job. Okay. You've got lighting TDs that go and actually set up the virtual lighting for that environment so that, you know, you've got spotlights over here. It's lit dark. You get shadows over here and this kind of thing. Um, animators obviously are animating. And then when it comes to things like mud and impacts and sparks, that's the effects department. So you have TDs that then take animation that's been done with rigs that have been built in environments that have been set up. And then they make sure that the, um, you know, the mud is going to work right. So as the animation moves through the scene, that mud's flipping up and flapping where it needs to be. Wow. Then there are rendering TDs that will go through and take all of these elements and make sure that the final frame can get rendered right. Mm. And throughout this whole process, there's constantly a set of dailies where each department's bringing their work in and getting reviewed. And then you see it more and more in context as it goes through until you get to the final at the end. How I'm sorry, I just have a really quick question for a daily. Like, how much of a movie is in a daily? Like, like is it like um like one day ten worth. seconds worth? Well, it depends on what you're doing, right? So the like, for instance, in a character TD for me, um, when I would have dailies, what and if we were showing the director, what we would do is we would you know take all of our work. We would do if it was early on, I'd take snapshots of the model, or I would be able to load the model up into the 3D software and rotate it around. Um, we would look at the designs and we'd compare the model with that. And then the director, we would get up, set up at the chair right there with the director, and then they would give us notes in, in a big room with my my boss, my leads, the art director, the character supervisor, and everybody else. And every, you know, people can throw out ideas and you know, give notes, give impressions, whatever. But generally, it's for the director and the art directors to kind of look at everything and give you input on on what you need to change and adjust. Um, and so. It's not really a matter of time when you're dealing with assets. You know, it's not like looking at animation dailies. It's, you know, it's an asset-based thing for me. Gotcha. Um, but then when it comes to animation dailies and the animators would sit there with the director and they'd look at scenes and they'd look at acting and they, you know, then everybody would be giving their input and ideas on, you know, the performance of things. And then you'd have lighting dailies and the same kind of thing, right? So each department would, would look at their things in the context or through the lens of the work they were trying to accomplish. And the directors would give their notes based on that um, to where you get final kind of what they call digital dailies, which is looking at the final product and saying, OK, is everything good here? Is everything great? Is or Do we have continuity between scenes and stuff like that till we you know, say, go ahead and ship it? Wow. This is why there's, uh, you know, 25 minutes of credits at the end of these yeah, things because there's so many people involved with mud. That's insane. Right. Yeah. Computer. Computer-based movies. A, a movie that you create from scratch in the computer is the least efficient way to make a movie ever. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> it is. It is. It is, takes an, an amazing amount of people power to 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 get one of these movies made. And if you really do it right, it's it, it's a multiplier on that. Even right. Yeah. Terrence, you didn't have anything. No, I mean, 
Well, Beverly wanted me to ask something for her because she won't ask it. But um, it's just ama- it is amazing thinking about mud. But the other thing is hair. Like with that like, was literally my next question. Merida from Brave. Yes. Like you look at like my, like that's Frankie, a lot of hair. My daughter Frankie, she wakes up and her hair looks like Merida. And when I realized <laughs> all the work that went into that, I started looking at how natural her hair looks, how it moves so naturally, and everything. like I can't imagine thinking about how in the world am I going to animate hair? Yeah, it's so crazy yeah. to me. And there's a lot it, like when you talk about things like that that are simulated, there's there's tools that are created for simulation. There's animation controls to animate things. There's shading and lighting and rendering. I mean, it's a gigantic team effort to do something like that. So in Merida's case specifically, I created animation controls to pre-pose the hair so that animators could set up key poses in their animation. And then the simulating the simulation TDs, the sim TDs would then take that input and then actually get the simulator to hit these poses so that it looked natural, but they still got the same silhouettes and movements that the animators wanted. What a trip. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to, <laughs> I'm trying to silence. I'm like, that. wow. Okay. I, okay. I will, I will Fairly ask well. my own question, I guess. But Terrence already did though. No, he didn't. That was his own question. He ignored mine completely. Oh, okay. <laughs> I definitely did. Oh, okay. He totally did. Right. But in, in, specifically in regards to, to the dailies, how does that all work out? with audio also like are you presenting these with the audio again you're coming kind of going to the animation aspect of things so scratch audio tracks get recorded and then those audio tracks get the animators will animate against those audio tracks and then you'll Mm -hmm. watch that happen early on you get scratch audio which is not with the main actors but with placeholder are usually just people that work at pixar reading off lines so you have something to work against and then Sound design, all that is, is done over at Skywalker. So oh, all I did the effects not. and sound stuff is not done at Pixar. Wearing my hat. Was just huh. there. Yeah, yeah. thanks for bragging about no it. No problem. The humble brag. But it's actually... <laughs> <laughs> but there's no humble in it. Yeah. There's no humble. Well, I got you a tiki jar. You're welcome. That's true. But it is funny. I got nothing. It's yeah. funny to me. I'm a tiki list- glass beats a tour of uh, Lucas. Yeah. Skywalker, so it's fine. But it's funny to me because I'm listening to this and I'm listening to the attention to detail and how... How, how much you have to pay attention to everything that's going on and how just complicated it is. And I'm looking over Jason's head and I'm seeing my picture of Eeyore <laughs> that just looks like two blobs of circles scratched together. It's like if Olaf Eeyore in that. It's like if Olaf from Frozen got into a car accident. Ears. That's yeah, how it looks. But see, and the, so the thing is, it's like I know Rich and you and I, we, we've, I mean, to looks like a bunny. look behind the curtain, you know, we're friends and we, you talk all the time Whoa. and tell me not to. I, was, I, was, I didn't know that. I Whoa, go figure. And you tell me not <laughs> yes, to not are. have fear and go for you know, go for it. And I look at that that picture and I'm like, Nope, <laughs> not with this. <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty bad picture, it's Rich. I'm really, not gonna lie. Really bad. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm not I'm not judging nothing. No. Everybody's no. got a everybody's got a million bad drawings in them. They just gotta get them out, man. That's true. Absolutely. But you haven't seen this one. Hey, I can write you a song. I just can't draw you a it's picture. A bu- it's right. it's a, there you go. It's yeah. a bunny. Yeah. It's a bunny. <laughs> Well, and, and going back to hair for a second, it, it's every Pixar movie I see, for, for me, hair seems to be like a judge, or, or not a judge, but uh, something that stands out as, uh, and again, j- being a, a total nerd about, especially specifically video games, that seems to be, for me, what I can sort of go, oh, that the hair looks real, or it's yeah, moving, yeah. or whatever. And every Pixar movie seems to sort of advance that sort of high watermark for how realistic a thing can 
can get. And then so I was watching Toy Story 4. Yes. Toy Story 4 recently. And that, it looks like a whole other planet. Yeah. It looks like a whole other thing compared to Toy Story 1. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, there's a lot of technology and artistry and skill is yeah. changed between those two for sure. 24 years but of time you can't help through, yeah. co- but compare it and, and not definitely not critically but it's like oh that's it's just very interesting and then i, I think about it. that whole and i don't know if this is true but that whole thing about like well you know our phones and our pockets have more computing power yeah. than the computers that sent the first you know people to the moon right, right? <laughs> and i feel like that's sort of Toy Story one to four. <laughs> you know what I mean, it's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You think but it's... I will say that part of that is the the artistry has gotten better too, right? Mm-hmm. So you know, early on, you're you're fighting just to make something work at all, and mm-hmm. you're still talking about amazing artists, but they didn't have the experience. You know, you fast forward to Toy Story four, and and you know, the sim and the groom department is some of you know, so they're some of the best. You know, simulation, grooming, and whatever TDs in the world. You know, and it's it's based on a legacy of twenty years of experience and understanding. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it it, that, it should be better. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. It always amazes me to to hear these stories that come out about about how you guys uh, at, at Pixar were were you they're making their own software to do the things that they don't want to do. But then what always trips me out is how do they know how to make the software to do the thing that <laughs> yeah. they can't do because they don't know how to do the thing because they don't have the software. It's like a, it's just, for me, just it's a embar- chicken. You embark on that journey and you go, I have a problem to solve and I'm going to go after mm. it. That's, wow. that's amazing to me. It really is. It's a different yeah. mindset. <laughs> do you have uh, an art background? To nope. Do, to do, nope. You're just and, a uh, technical I'll guy. say that, that uh, you know, we talked earlier on, like one of, the, one of the hardest things for me in hindsight is that I, if, if I could go back and I didn't, you know, blow up meeting my wife and having my children and having <laughs> changes. Um, I would say I would have stayed at Florida State and gotten a fine art degree hmm. and learned the fundamentals of shape, form, light, color, all of that. Because I have struggled throughout my career hmm. to, to, to get to the point where I could produce art in a way that, that I could effectively be a part of a place like Pixar. And, and, you know, it was really obvious to me when I got there how much better everybody else was at sculpting and painting and whatever. I, I can't draw or paint at all. Um, so for me, it's, it's the, you know, that I, I could have used four or five years of just sculpting every day and it would have made me an amazing TD much quicker. And I, but I, I, I had to produce some really terrible work to get to the point where I, you know, could yeah, produce at that level. But you, you say that, but it, it also sounds maybe like a little bit like imposter syndrome because they made a position for you yeah. in this place that has incredible people that you're looking up to every day, but you're, you're, you're still good enough to be there. So there, <laughs> there is some level of like, you I know, think that imposter syndrome, every artist feels that a little bit. For, tr- yeah, uh, trust me. We can talk all day about it. <laughs> it's yeah, hard. So, but it's tough. Certainly, I was good enough to work there for over a decade. Um, yeah. But it, it just, yeah, I just, I, personally, I would have been much better and struggled a lot less if I would have taken, if I would have had a little more, um, I don't know what the right word is, forethought or foresight back in the day and sure. said, you know, I still want to be an art. I should. I should. Folk, I should shift gears into the fundamentals because if I would have learned that, I would have gotten 
my career would have gone places much faster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but better. you wouldn't have got a million dollar contract at twenty two. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Come yeah, exact. Except that that while that was a great contract, yeah. um, and I got a salary. Mm-hmm. Um, when I left that company, I walked out with a check for five grand. So oh, it's man. not like I made a million dollars. No, my <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> so, but no, it was it was a. It's been an interesting ride, certainly. Okay, yeah, it, it definitely sounds like it. I mean, you went. I, I would say it's it's a little. Um, uh, not the usual route no. for for someone that to achieve the level of success that you have and the level of creativity that you that you have. Oh, I appreciate that. Yeah, it's it's always hard when you've got a mom sitting there with her kid, and they. <laughs> so, what school did you go to? And you can just see what she wants me to say: go uh-huh. to college, kid. Yeah. And I'm like, do I do I tell her that I'm a dropout? <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, well, how do I how do I say this and not make her mad? Um, right. <laughs> But, you know, my journey is certainly not everybody's. And what was cool about Pixar is that you had kids that were coming right out of school that were amazing. You had people like me that were self-taught and worked their way through. You, everywhere in between. It was the, the talent and, the and you know, fitting the culture was what really mattered most. Um, I think I think sure. when you are self-taught, you, ha- you, you gain a little bit of street cred, too, that, that a sort of class or college taught person doesn't have yeah so i think yeah. that 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 does kind of add a little bit to your skill set mm-hmm. yeah and honestly the, the whole like your experience jason we were talking yeah. about um you know going into a class and the guy didn't really know what he was doing and you were pushing a ball around you know that unfortunately is quite a bit of the industry ah. and part of the reason that i'm doing what i'm doing now which was starting kite string and building an education business is that really frustrated with and it, of course, there are always good examples too. But generally speaking, I feel like nowadays p- kids are, are are spending a tremendous amount of money to go to school, and they get spun out without the skill to actually get a job. Yeah, and and it's it's really frustrating to me, you know. And um, my business part, partner Peter and I kind of that's the reason Kite String exists is that when I left Pixar, I was like, you know thinking about doing this and he's like yeah I, I actually think we should we should be working to create a system to help that next generation generation of artists and storytellers and i'm like well this is what i'm thinking about doing he's like all right well let's let's do that together and um you know that's that is kind of my goal right now is obviously i'm going to teach what i know so character rigging and i'm trying really hard to to be innovative with it and and you know teach fundamentals you know not just paint by numbers but really understand what's happening but really the goal is to create an education platform and an experience where, you know, I would love to be able to say, you know, Terrence, one of your children someday might want to work in movies. Yeah. And instead of paying, you know, $100,000 a year to go to a school, you could spend, you know, $1,000 a year on, a, on an education platform and get real world experience with real, you know, how to not only how to do the work, but how to work with others, you know, <laughs> yeah, and, exactly. and put all the pieces together and get access to great minds and experience and, and, you know, be able to kind of work through that system and get all those, get all that education in a way that's really functional um, and can carry with you into your career and stuff. So anyway, that's, it's funny that you guys brought that up, but really, you know, I think my, my frustration with school and watching how bad things are has led me to where I am now, which is I really want to help change that. That's that's amazing. And so uh, the company's called Kite String? Yes, Kite String. So it's uh, kitestringonline.com. And right now the first product is 
what I'm calling the rigging master course, which is me. I, when, when I left, I, I embarked on a journey of creating a full character rig from scratch. And I'm teaching people how to both use and build this rig to make characters. That's oh, wow. the thing right now. Wow. Yep. It's cool stuff. Yeah. And uh, we're really just getting started. So um, I'm, I'm focused on the face. That's kind of this first part of the, of the course. And okay. uh, I'm almost done with that. And then we're going to move on to doing a full body. And then I'm going to teach how to rig you know, creatures and all kinds of other stuff. And, and kind of where we're different in Kite String is I'm not just, hey, follow along with this video. I'm actually giving you rigs, real assets that you can use. So you can spend, you know, oh, geez. rolling back to your, you know, the ball bouncing. Imagine if you already knew that you had everything that you needed and you just needed to focus on making a character's face come alive. Like you didn't need to worry about all the deep technical knowledge, but yeah. you could say, well, if I take these points on this and I add them into this thing and then I start control, I see it move and now I'm going to tweak that motion to make it look right. You could focus in on the art of movement, the art of shapes and not necessarily have to understand the, all the technology underneath. So you could get into the art of the process then you can take your time to get into the technology of the process. I love it. I think yeah. that's great. I mean, that's that's the future of. I mean, I feel like we're even there to to a certain extent, but of education. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And there's a, there are you good know? places out there. It's certainly. I mean, I am not the only one teaching this stuff. Well, <laughs> no. It, it's just you know this is this is my goal and this is right. our our kind of plan for things. Yeah, that's absolutely. Awesome, I think that's great. Uh, in case there's anybody out there who who you know sort of wanting to pursue a career in computer graphics, computer animation, rigging, all that kind of stuff, and they have no education, what what sort of path would you put them on? Well, I guess it would depend on what you're interested in. So what's what's really great is that never in human history have we had more access to information than we do now. So learning about the process. So do you want to be an animator? Do you want to be a lighter? Do you want to be a shader? Understanding what options and opportunities there are in the field, I think, is the first step to get to, to kind of get a feel for what do you want to do? What do you what do you like to do? And the answer might be I like three things or four things, but but understanding what the pieces are so that you could have some way of atta- approaching the problem. Right. Mm-hmm. And then I would say that getting going to school for and I and I'll say going to school, it doesn't necessarily mean a four year degree. It could be, you know, online classes, it could be whatever. But Get professional help for the fundamentals of art. Understanding color and light and form and shapes and all that stuff. That is thousands of years of, of human history has been developing these Dude. art skills that, that have evolved but essentially are the same. How to, how to see the shape of a human and then translate that into stone or sculpture into clay or into paint, right? Mm-hmm. Learn how to think like an artist. And then as far as the tools and the technology, that's, you know, get yourself a piece of software and start playing around. You know, it's like there's there's no reason to go to school to learn how to push buttons. Right. It's a, it kills right. me, these people that, that will spend this money. And they're like, I know every button in this piece of software. I know exactly <laughs> what it is. And it's like, it's like, I know what the bristles on the brush are. But can you paint, <laughs> you know? And and it's like, then then you can look toward resources that will help you refine that. And that's like where I think kite string is. And there, again, there's other options where you go, I, I'm interested in rigging. And I think that by taking this course or, or getting these materials, it's going to help me. But 
it always needs to be through the lens that you're going to do the work yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you're going to you're going to look at these things and translate and you're going to try to create art. And, you know, that's don't get lost in the best computer and the best this and the best the hardware and the and the tools do not make you a good animator, rigger, modeler, lighter. Making models, making animation, making rigs and lighting scenes do that. So, you know, don't get caught up in in. You know, because I've seen people like this that will like spend all this money on all this gear and all this other thing, but they don't actually make anything with it. They just spend money because they like the technology, which I right. get, but <laughs> yeah, you know, that's not going to, it's not going to help. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I'm rigging and making this training and I'm using a monitor that's 10 years old, you know, and a keyboard I've had for five years. That doesn't make none of those things matter. It matters is what the, the work that I'm doing. You know? Right, right. Well, Rich, hey, man, we'll let you go. You've already spent uh, a, a long time with us, and uh, I, I really appreciate it. Uh, KiteStringOnline.com. If you guys are interested, check it out and uh, see Rich's work and, uh, you know, start making some, some, some stuff on the computers, everybody. That's on right, the, on, the, on the computers. On the computers. On the computers. <laughs> Do all the computers. It's this, I don't know if you know this, Rich, but like this spam. is the age of computers. <laughs> and we do things computer. on the computer. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. No, no, no. <laughs> Uh, no, honestly, Rich, thanks very much, man. I, I appreciate the time. Uh, no problem at all. had a good time. Thank you guys for having me. All right, man. Thanks we'll talk time. to you. Bye. Bye. The trick will be to see if I can actually... Oh, there we go. I can leave meeting. All right. Perfect. You we did, did it. it. I did he it. was fantastic. That was good. That was great. 100%. He was a great storyteller. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I feel like there's so many more stories that he could tell. Like, we didn't really even get into all the movies that he's worked no. on. No, and I had a bunch of questions and stuff, too, about... But I was just listening to him talk. Yeah, he's, yeah. He, yeah. he's a great orator. Yes, he is. It's oh, just him. It's just, awesome, it, was, yeah. it was fun to listen to, honestly. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed his... And I've known him for years, but I've never talked to him about any of this stuff. Oh, really? It's really fascinating. I actually wonder yeah. if he knew that was you. <laughs> I, yeah, I actually... I yeah. do, too. I wonder if he knows <laughs> who I am. Oh, wow. How funny. Uh, let me get back, uh, circle back real fast to some housekeeping stuff. I have some Disney news. Should we save it? It's sure. only three. It's only three things. That's fine. I'll breeze through it real fast, okay. and then and then we'll go. Taryn, did you want to say something? Uh-uh. Uh, uh-uh. I ain't got nothing to say. <laughs> I ain't got nothing to say. Uh, housekeeping. Here we go. Supreme Resort. We've had to delay the most recent uh, recording of of the Supreme Resort just a little bit. I have the current show. I'm done editing it, and I should uh, have it up in a couple of days. Okay, good. Uh, ears up in depth. Same. <laughs> Jerry, <laughs> Jeremy and I recorded this last night. Uh, I'm in the middle of editing it. Should be up at some point soon, for those of you who care. Uh, sabers and superpowers. Friggin' Anthony. Same. Big Kanye. mouth Anthony. Anthony. Kanye, uh, I have no idea when the show is going to post, because I friggin' big mouth Anthony yeah. had to open his big mouth. <laughs> and talk on the show. Oh, did you have to send it out? I think you should just post it. Well, <laughs> paper, rock, scissors. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, but then he would get fired and have to live with yeah, Potentially, but also, if you yeah. listen to the show, he didn't say anything. It was just, it's like what potential characters might be in this stupid video game, which sounds really cool, but it's like nobody cares. You know Legal funny? can't care about it. So I have to wait for Anthony to write up a summary of the thing to then send a legal. And it's like, you know When's you that going to happen? You know what you should do? You should... Fire him? Yes. Well, you should um, 
cut into that section where he talks about it with mm-hmm. just like some weird song or like the ears up intro or something like that or the Terrence thinks album. or like the new Kanye <laughs> album and then just like basically yeah. bleep that whole thing out and then just release the show. So you just put it on. Then he gets fired. Then he has to live here. No. And then you can have we can do sabers and superpowers more often. Yeah, that sounds He's like local. Fun. Can I tell you? He, <laughs> can I tell you that he lived here for? Two Not months. Long, is he right? going to say this? No, or is he going to listen to this? Uh, no, I guess it was only no. two weeks, okay. actually. Sorry. Yeah. It was two weeks. But it, but it felt, felt like two months. Four <laughs> years. It felt like two months underwater. He's actually still <laughs> here. Yeah. <laughs> he was here for two weeks, and he st- he came over the other day to do Sabres and Superpowers. He still doesn't know where to go to get a glass in this house. He asked you where the glasses no, are? No, no, no. He gets a wine glass. He drinks milk out of a freaking wine glass. Just classy. Why are you joking? <laughs> yeah. No. It was stimulus. I will give it Anthony. Was, it was stimulus. Step your game up. But yeah. he what just, is. he, and I was like, Anthony, no. we have real glasses. And he's like, oh, where are they? And I'm like, I told you, like, I've already, we've done this. Honestly, but. true story. Little, literally every time Terrence comes to my house and drinks mm-hmm. anything. I have similar cabinets that are glass in the front and mm-hmm. you can see that there is glass That's, where yeah. he will grab a glass from the... That's what Anthony yeah. did. Maybe it's <laughs> like time. the glass. It's because you can see that there's glass where it's through the glass. It's limited work. Yeah. I, my brain is working harder on other stuff. I'm looking for glasses. I see glasses. I have glasses. There's, yeah. an, there's a stem on it and it's lead crystal, but whatever, dude. <laughs> it is what it is. I'm trying to... I'm trying to drink some water. <laughs> My pinky up. Yeah. <laughs> that is so weird. <laughs> if there's not a can of something in my refrigerator, it's going to be on a stem. It is what yeah, it is. Exactly. Wow. Well, look, if you need help, like these people do, clearly <laughs> finding stuff, you go to concierge.com. They are our official travel partner. You can get help planning your Disneyland vacation, your Disney World vacation, your Disneyland Paris vacation, your Disney Cruise Line vacation, which I heard back from Concierge, and I'll give you guys our cruise schedule for next year. All right. Yes. What's what's the the payment schedule? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's very easy payments. I will just, I I will uh, get your bank details later. Sounds good. But it's free, (laughs) but you just pay for it. Right, no, I'm kidding. Right, right. Uh, yeah, so uh, check them out. If you've never been to these places, which, uh, you know, if you're like me, you haven't been to most of them, um, they will definitely help you out. They basically interview you. They talk to you about what your needs are and what your party's needs are. And then they will do everything that they can. And I'm serious. Everything that they can to help meet those needs. And if they don't know something, they will research it. They're doing all this. And all of this stuff is at no extra cost to you. The tickets that they sell are the same price as you can buy them through Disney. Don't Everything else is magic. Don't worry about how it all works. It is not any extra for you. That's so cool. So I remember last time you said that like you could text them and they'll make you a reservation. Make you a reservation. That kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Can you text them just to like say hi? Be friendly? (laughs) Sure. I I, yeah. Like can you make a friend? Can you? Yeah. yeah. (laughs) If you're asking the question, I'm probably gonna be um, they also do uh, uh, bookings with Adventures by Disney. Oh, they also Adventures by Disney. They also Google it. They also do um, reservations for Alani. Nice. So Done. they will help you. Because we have a <laughs> child now, so that's you. kind of like how you go to Hawaii. I figured it out. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> it's just Alani. Alani, yeah. 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 So they plan all that kind of stuff. You're a Disneyland pass holder. 
Um, they'll still help you out, do all that kind of stuff. They're staffed by annual pass holders, former cast members, seasoned Disney travelers. So, again, if you're going – and I wish we knew about this when we went to uh, Disney World. Because yes. we – I mean, we had – we look, we had uh, Google Drive folders and oh, spreadsheet, literally spreadsheet, and a bunch of stuff about, well, we should probably do this. We should try to, and we're trying to, like, plan out our day. We probably did it for a month and a half before we even went, and it, it still wasn't I, enough time. Right. Sounds really relaxing. Well, and I still also. wasn't sure if I had it all <laughs> Actually, right. Longer than that, because we figured out. You told me that because uh, I made you all. It do was it. at least three months. It was at least three months because you can you can start making dinner yes. reservations at 180 days or something yeah. like that. Yeah, and, and a if lot you of the don't places do were it, booked out, right? Yes, because if you don't do it right, then. You, you're then, not getting into the thing. Right. Then right. you have to go to the weird forums where they're like, I just canceled mine. You can go ahead and take it. And then you try and then you don't get it. And It's stressful. That's why you need concierge. That's right. <laughs> that's why you need a, a vacation planner. So definitely go to concierge.com. Tell them we sent you and check them out. They're good people. And uh, we appreciate them being I'm on board with us. Truly, really excited to use this service. Honestly, I, I really am <laughs> as well. I mean, I'm just going to think of some weird crap that I want to do that I've never done before. And I'm like, make this happen for yeah, me. Yeah, uh, I want to walk backwards through every park and I need you to... Apparently, if, if you're... I don't want to do that. No. I, 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 this applies to literally nobody in this room. But if you're into fitness, <laughs> they'll help plan your trip around like you know, getting the most out of whatever goals you have. Wow. Like steps That's or whatever. Awesome. The, yeah, I you want to make ten thousand steps? They just get you a hotel, hella <laughs> far away. <laughs> I mean, honestly, like the fact that they do Alani, like I, I'm almost like rethinking my fortieth um, birthday extravaganza from Disney World to Alani. I mean, look, I'll go wherever. I don't. I really mean, care. it's going to be expensive regardless. So it's Hawaii, it, it, it is Hawaii. I love Hawaii. All right. Well, you know what else? You know what I love. March in the past. Oh my god, I thought you were going to fix it. <laughs> Look, I... The news that's fit to cover. He forgot and then just didn't care. News. After the show, I don't remember. <laughs> the only... T- you know when I remember is when it starts. It's right now. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to remind you too this... But, but you looked really intent on what you were doing and I was like, no, I'm not going to bring no, it up right yeah, now. I, could. I was studying for Rich. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, I know. I got to fix it. And it's so it's good, fun. though. It's like, sounds so sad. March. <laughs> <laughs> or scary, yeah. Yeah. The uh, announcer man's doing whippets in the cooler. <laughs> the walking. <laughs> man. I can't feel my face right now. Uh, here's a follow-up story from last time. After a backlash, Disney Plus will make The Simpsons available in original, uncropped format in early 2020. Nice. I'm very excited about it. It's uh, they're going to be in their original four by three aspect ratio. In a statement, Disney said it launched The Simpsons in sixteen nine aspect ratio at launch in quote order to guarantee visual quality and consistency across all thirty seasons. Over time, Disney Plus will roll out new features and additional viewing options. The company said as part of this, in early two thousand twenty, Disney Plus will make the first nineteen seasons and some episodes from season twenty of The Simpsons available in their original four three aspect. Ratio, so you can choose. I don't so, know why you would choose that other way. But last whatever. week, yeah. when you were like, "I, I see," you know, I see the difference. I was like, "How can you see the difference?" And then we were watching it, and I was like, "Oh, you can see the difference this because is awful. if you've seen the, if you've seen just look any cartoon or any anything, any show, it's right? Just not good. You're, you, you, you understand that when there's two people talking, 
half of the person's head generally isn't cut off unless yeah, it's close. Right? But like Bart's head is like all cut off and Lisa's or, isn't. There's or a whole Mrs. bunch Krabappel, of Krabappel, any scene that she's in, she's headless. <laughs> it's so bad, dude. It's so bad. Yeah, but you're right. You're right. I apologize. <laughs> they're going to change all that. Uh, here's a new ish good sort of announcement. I don't know. Netflix signs a deal with Nickelodeon. Yeah. To compete with Disney Plus. Well, you say, yeah, like it's a good thing. And let me, I don't know if you know the details about no, it. No, I just heard, I'm saying, yeah, I heard about it. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. But have you heard like the details about no, it? No, I have not. Okay. I read the, the <laughs> I read the headline. Okay. <laughs> well, let me, let me tell you the details. Thank you, Jason. And then Go let's ahead. see if you, if you will repeat the, oh yeah, good, like you did. Keenan or and Kel coming back, a new Hey Dude spinoff. Uh, in the else? press release on the matter, Netflix <laughs> said, Netflix and Nickelodeon today announced that they have formed a new multi-year output deal to produce, a, which what would be an input? deal of course it's I, just say it's, it's a deal not, okay whatever okay. <laughs> uh to produce original animated feature films and television series based on based both on the nickelodeon library of characters as well as all new ip for kids and families around the world this move probably makes sense to Netflix subscribers who watch the streaming service launch series reboots such as Invader Zim, Enter the Florpus, and Rocco's Modern Life, Static Kling. They have both promised delivery on a reimagined live-action version of Avatar, The Last Airbender. What? So not the Avatar no, movie, but, the but James the Cameron. Good one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and they are collaborating... <laughs> On the release Sorry. of original specials related to new Nickelodeon shows, The Loud House and Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Jeez. Uh, I'm sorry. Netflix, stop making original <laughs> content. It's not good. Right. Some of it's good. No, it's not, Jared. Jared. Yes, it Some is. Some of it is good, but most of it is not. Most is not. not good. There's, but apparently, actually, most is just in another language, so I don't know if it's good. That's true. Yeah. Well, yeah. They are signing a lot of like things from Korea. I'm like, I don't. Spain. Yeah. Spain. Anyway, it sounds like they're just taking like Rocco's Modern Life and just existing Nickelodeon IP and reimagining it, which is always always works out well. It was not good. The static clean Rocco's Modern Life was. I couldn't even make. I didn't make it through the whole thing. I love the original. Modern Life good originally. Yes, it was fine. Yes, it was. It was funny. I didn't watch it. I I honestly, that was an honest question. The channel is Ren Ren and Stimpy on Nickelodeon. It was on MTV originally. Yeah, and then Nickelodeon. Yeah, Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon. Yeah. They could bring that back. But like not yeah. back, but like bring the episodes. The originals back yeah. to put them on. Exactly. That's what they that's should do. That's all anybody wants. Literally. That's, that's all they should about. do. Just Look at bring Hulu. back the originals. So, so with this Disney Plus package, mm-hmm. I've seen two episodes of The Mandalorian and like two seasons of, of The Simpsons. And everything else we've watched is on Hulu. I watched Encore. Okay. I don't know what that means. The so It's a Kristen Bell um, where... Oh. Uh, kids or people, teenagers who had a high school play, high okay. school musical, come back together and recreate their musical. And then there's as like, adults, as adults. That's amazing. I know. I'm like, I really wish that I had. I did a lot of plays in high school. I didn't do any. Musicals. I did a lot of musicals. Jason's oh, face you right get now. Your teeth together. <laughs> oh, yeah, cool. Jason, that sounds I great. Really, I love the concept. It's a little too long for me. It's very like reality show like Weird. oh i had cancer and now i'm better and everybody cries and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> oh. that's a bit it's oh. <laughs> a bit much all, all right. right that's cool but it seemed like a cute show and it's Kristen bell i mean i gotta support and my is girl. it a cute show yeah i mean i skipped through a lot of it okay cool. i skipped through all the emotional part and just went to the end yeah all right well that, that'll happen good. i liked it um, I clearly watch shows the same way but we've been watching just uh, everything that's old on hulu married with children yeah. Seinfeld. I finally got into Seinfeld. 
hilarious. Um, Golden Girls. Yes. Oh You've my been gosh. watching Golden I'm, Girls now. Oh, we're I love that you. Show like huge in in the my so list good. or whatever. There's Perfect Strangers that we haven't yes. even tackled yet. So we're doing all the kind of re- reliving all of that. And <laughs> yes, and that is it's not even just nostalgia because those shows are are funny. Yeah, but there's no way that they would ever reboot those and I'm not suggesting that they do but it's like but you guys are sort of right it's it's we just want the old stuff because what you're doing with it sucks yeah it's just like the new Star Wars stuff what you're doing with it kind of sucks yeah the Mandalorian kind of sucks. I don't know. I'm yeah, sorry. It's okay. It's but, fun. but it's like heavy nostalgia yeah. when it doesn't need to be. It, you have a whole new platform. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Pro- progress the the thing, man. You're in a different universe. You're, you, you've locked yourself sort of in time between six and seven. But just go forward. Do something else. Bring new species out. Bring new stuff out. But it's, all the, it's just all the same. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. There's Jawas. So are we on Tatooine or are we not on Tatooine? Yeah, There's Yoda yeah. baby. Is, is he Yoda? Is he, I don't think he's Yoda, but, he, but like, why, we, why do we have Yoda baby? Why can't we have another thing? It's just, it just annoyed me. Bothered me. <laughs> but anyway. Yeah, you're right. Man. I get it, though. Here's, right. here's an article. McConkey. <laughs> yeah, McConkey. McConkey. Um, if you want, it's a weird article. Uh, if you want to request stuff to be on Disney Plus, this is how you do it. Okay, okay. They're taking requests. I. They're taking requests, but it's complicated. Right. So, um, huh. you can if you're on the website, you hover over your user account avatar in the upper right hand corner. A drop down menu comes up with several options. You click on the help option. Once you're in the help center. You click on the Give Feedback button, which is located right underneath the search bar in the Help Center. From there, a window pops up asking you to provide feedback on Disney+. Plus. You click the drop-down menu that asks you what you would like to do. Once you click that, you're given three options. (laughs) The whole thing, man. You can request a new feature for the service, request a new film or TV show, or report something that's not right. And then you obviously click on the uh, report a new TV show. And then you can uh, request up to three titles at a time. And that's it. Hmm. That's on the website. On the mobile, it's essentially the same. I don't know, man. But uh, I'm still shocked that like the Disneyland TV, that Walt Disney TV shows that have been on. I'm shocked that those are not on there. That's wild. That's weird. That's kind of all I really cared about from the Disney vault. I'm a little bit shocked that... At some of the things that are, you do yes. <laughs> they were throwing a lot of stuff on Disney Plus There's just a to lot build up of the things on Disney Plus. Yeah. And there are mm-hmm. some things like if you go to like all movies and you click on the Sorcerer's Apprentice, right? You click on it and it's not even available. Like you can't watch it. They just you can. Like Ralph breaks the you. internet. Yeah, what? they'll say Ralph breaks the internet. Um, it's not available until 2020 because exactly. of contract. Are you serious? Yeah, it's on Netflix. So it's not an available. It's still on Netflix. So it's not. An, it's not an all movie because it's not available. You're right. teasing me. Speaking of that, I stole huh. yours. Well, that's fine. Um, but you watched, you watched a very special uh, movie recently. I watched Guardians of the Galaxy. Well, that's not what I was talking about, but that is very surprising. Wow. I was talking about the Haunted Mansion. I did watch the Haunted Mansion. <laughs> With Eddie Murphy? Yeah. <laughs> I Edwin loved, Murphy? I thought it was...
great. <laughs> I thought it was a great movie. I would see that I wouldn't go very far, well, not but great, it's great. But it was a fine it's good. Movie. for what it is. I didn't think it was nearly as ter- it was not nearly as terrible as I thought it was going to be. It's not nearly as terrible as everybody says it is Agreed. because it's not that. It's actually not that bad. It, it actually very much reminded me. It had Casper vibes. Like it was very similar to Casper to me. Same area or same uh, era. I think Casper was a little earlier, but okay. like the storyline, like the storyline kind of oh, was okay. very similar. I don't even remember. And the I loved line. Casper. Like right. I thought it was fine. I really enjoyed it. Well, that's cool. How did you like Guardians of the Galaxy? I had already seen Guardians of the Galaxy, oh, okay. but well, I then watched it just to. I forgot that I had watched it. <laughs> <laughs> but I watched it with Abby, and she loved it's it. It's so good. Yeah. It's really good. So good. Loved it. It is really good. I mean, I fall asleep at the actiony parts. Like every time, I ha- literally cannot tell yeah. you what happened. <laughs> but I love the beginning and the end. The middle, <laughs> the middle, middle stinks. The middle the stinks, and mainly it's just the beginning. I like, yeah, I, I like credits. Really just like I like credits a lot. I love credits. People's names sprawling across I love the screen. That. I love that so much. No, Jason's right. It's really like the beginning. After yeah. the dance is over, I'm like, because that beginning that was a 15 minutes is <laughs> tight. Yeah. Did you know that Vin Diesel does the I am Groot? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't know that. <laughs> Learned something new. Yeah. Okay. Thumbs up. <laughs> Thumbs up, but uh, the Twenty First Amendment. Speaking of something that you should learn about, uh, has been serving craft beer in the San Francisco Bay Area for 19 years, from their initial brew pub on Second Street, just two blocks from Giant Stadium in San Francisco, to their production brewery and tap room across the bay in San Leandro. The Twenty First Amendment is now available in 29 states, including in and around the parks. Next time you're in San Francisco. Which everybody is. I mean, come on. Visit the brew pub and shoot over to neighboring San Leandro to check out the new production brewery and tap room for great beers and good food. And be sure to ask for the 21st Amendment wherever you find good craft beer. Okay, we're done. Yeah. We're All done right. with the things, everybody. Cool. Uh, let me uh, push number five here. There we go. All right, don't forget, everybody, for the next couple of days, the Mai Tai glasses are on sale on our Etsy page. Please go and buy some. I love them. I can't wait to get them in. I I wish I had gotten them in earlier. If there's a good outpouring of support for stuff like this, maybe we'll try to do it next year with a different design and different colors. And I'll start earlier. So I can, we can push this out a whole bunch. And you you can see me drinking out of them because they're uh, they're great. I love them a lot. Uh, anyway, thanks a lot, everybody, for tuning into this show. Please support the other shows that we do. Um, if you're listening live, in about half an hour, we're going to jump on with The Secret Show. If you don't know what that is, go to patreon.com slash ears up. Sign up to be a Patreon supporter of our show for $5 or more. And, uh, you know, like that. All right, everybody. Until next time, we'll see you in the parks. <laughs>